Did you know that kettlebells were first used in the 18th century by circus strongmen? I bet you didn't. <laughs> Nowadays, you'll find them in just about every single gym. At first glance, they seem pretty simple to use. And once you understand the fundamentals, they can indeed be quite simple and very effective. However, just like anything within health and fitness, there's usually more than what meets the eye initially. So in today's episode, I wanna go through five common kettlebell mistakes that you might be making and how to solve them. Number one, your kettlebell swing looks more like a squat than a hinge. So to keep this in the most simplified terms, if we look at the main difference between a squat and a Romanian deadlift, for example, which is a hip hinge movement, is the amount of bend that you have in your knee. When you squat, you bend your knee a pretty tremendous amount. When you hip hinge, you should bend your knee a little bit, depending if you're doing a stiff leg deadlift entirely, but I'd always encourage a little bit of knee bend, and then that should stay pretty fixed throughout the entirety of the movement. And again, to keep things simple, the main difference is that when we don't bend our knee too much, we're placing a lot more of the bias on our hamstrings. And when we bend our knee, we're placing more of the bias on our quads. So what you'll find is anytime that maybe your Romania deadlift is getting hard, you'll start to bend your knees a little bit because your quads want to take over because they're usually the stronger of the two, generally speaking. And what we've got to recognize is that when we're doing like a traditional kettlebell swing, and there is such thing as a squat swing, I'll be honest, but I don't think that that's actually a very helpful movement to be completely honest. It is a hip hinge movement movement, meaning that we want very minimal bend in the knee. And quite often when you see people doing their kettlebell swings, they are bending their knees. So what we need to focus on is pushing the hips back, keeping that soft bend in our knee, nothing too major. And then when we're coming down and allowing the kettlebell to come through our legs, we are pushing the hips back towards the wall, maybe behind us. We're keeping our posture in place and then we're coming through with the hips in the same manner. But what we don't want to be doing is bending the knees and squatting down because it's taking away the emphasis on the hamstrings and potentially the glutes as well, which is exactly what we're looking for in that movement. Number two is that you're leaning back and not following through hard enough with your hips. So let's get to the leaning back part first. And if you've ever experienced lower back pain during kettlebell swings, this could be the answer to that question. So essentially, when we get to the very top of the kettlebell swing, we want our body to essentially be in a very straight position. We want to squeeze our glutes. We want our hips in line. We want our rib cage down and just a very up and down movement. But what you'll find is most people's hips are way out in front of them. They're basically allowed the kettlebell to kind of pull them through. And then they'll kind of be bending their back, leaning back a little bit. And what that does is it's just, it's going to be sending pressure into the lower back because you're going beyond the range that you need for that kettlebell swing. Instead, what we want to do is the second part to this, which is you're not following through with your hard enough with your hips, is you want to drive the hips through. And as soon as you get the point where your hips are in a very natural straight position, you want to squeeze those glutes and hold that position. You can't allow yourself to lean back. Otherwise, you will end up with lower back problems and you will find it quite painful because after 20 reps or so of doing that, you're going to feel it. So drive those hips through, keep that rib cage down, and just try to make sure that you locked in that position and you get really, really consistent with it. I think a lot of people do this because they try and generate like a lot of power on the second half of the movement and get the kettlebell up nice and high. But the kettlebell swing does not have to swing up into your face. And a lot of people will then include shoulder raises and stuff. I'll go into that in just a moment, but it really shouldn't swing that far. It should swing just out in front of you and you want to make sure that all that power comes from your hip and doesn't come from you overextending and then using your lower back. Number three is that you haven't learned about the different grips and positions. If you've not heard of by the horns, single hand, single rack, double racked, bottoms up, 
then you've not learned all the movements or the positions for the kettlebell. And if you're gonna start venturing into movements such as the clean and press, the Turkish get up, the snatch maybe, then it's really, really important that you learn these positions and how to do them properly. Especially when you start to get a heavier kettlebell, like having that like drop on your shoulder if you don't know how to do the rack position can get very painful and can also bruise your shoulder. I mean, even when you know how to do it, it can bruise your shoulder, don't get me wrong, but you have a much better chance of keeping yourself safe and healthy if you learn those different grips if you learn those different positions. So even I had to refresh my memory on this. I think I did my kettlebell course like almost 10 years ago or something now. So it was a while, but I think it's worth going through, getting a good understanding. You can easily find tutorials on YouTube. So get yourself well-versed in the positions and it will definitely pay off in any movement that you choose to do with the kettlebell. Number four, you're using your arms and shoulders too much. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. Realistically, when we're generating power in the kettlebell swing, we want it coming from the hips, the hamstrings, the glutes, that's where we're trying to get that force from. We're not looking to then bring the kettlebell up to our face by using our shoulders and our arms. And don't get me wrong, there is such a thing as a kettlebell swing with a shoulder raise. Yes, that definitely does exist. However, if we're just looking at nailing the kettlebell swing, the swing, like I said, should only come a little bit out in front of you. It doesn't have to go up to your chest. It doesn't have to go up to your neck or your head, in fact, unless you wanna do that shoulder raise with it. However, I'd make sure that you nail that position first you generate as much power through your hips as possible and that's what you're focusing on. So don't worry about where it's going and also make sure that you don't bend your arms. You're keeping those completely straight at all times. Give me a chest back. I'm actually gonna go through that in my last point, which is you're not remaining mindful of your posture. You all know how much I go on about technique and when it comes to a barbell, a dumbbell, a machine, where the weight goes is pretty predictable. When we've got a kettlebell in our hands that's swinging back and forth, that is a lot more unpredictable. So let's take the example of an RD once again or a bent over row we know by going perpendicular to the floor that because we are holding weight in our hands and we are leaning down towards the floor then naturally the weight is going to try and pull us out of a position of holding our optimal posture and body position so just imagine what's going to happen when you've got this swinging weight and that extra force that's coming through so we have to be super super mindful of our posture and making sure that we're really really dedicated to holding that strong upper body position we're really not compromising on our hip position because if we do then like I said we are going to potentially run into some lower back problems and I think a big key here is to make sure you don't move up with the weight too quickly as I mentioned a couple of episodes ago weight changes things and if you've got weight plus a lot of force moving back and forward and <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things going on there where a weight is swinging between your legs versus just kind of being fixed in your hands or on your back there's a lot of changing variables so we really need to be mindful of making sure that the posture is locked in it's very very strong our midsection is tight and we consistently check in on how our form and our posture is looking and we don't move up in the weight too quickly so that we have the best chances of keeping the best posture and keeping ourselves safe and keeping the movement effective. So those are five common mistakes with the kettlebells that you may be making and how to solve them. So I hope that was helpful team. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.